Warning, explicit nerd-centric material. No, not like that. Cursing. Goddamn degenerates. Hi everyone, welcome to another week of Stay A While and Listen, although at this point I'm wondering if we should start changing it to Stay Inside. Just stay, stay inside. inside. <laughs> Listen. Fucking, fucking COVID that won't go away. Oh, we're real good at handling it, that's why. Uh, it wants to stay here because it's the best place for it. You might have heard uh, Matt <laughs> and Candace are both here. Evidently, it wants to get like a good suntan or something or just get burnt. I don't know. It's... <laughs> It's August. It's a hundred some degrees outside. Like that whole, it'll I'm, die off in the heat. <laughs> no, I'll yeah. die off in this heat before it will. Yeah, which is like, why is it not gone yet? <laughs> I'm melting and it's still here. Oh, yes. the, the wife, the wife went and got a haircut for the first time since the COVID. Oh, I know. And uh, oh, I, yeah. I sat out in the car while she was getting the haircut. Haircuts are glorious right and now. I was dead in the car. Yeah. I, I got a magnificent haircut where I just told him, literally undercut it, shave it, just down. I have short hair and I love it. We live in the part of the country where if you're on the inside of a car and they're like, oh, it's hot, roll down a window, it doesn't get any cooler. No. Yeah. It's a hundred something out there anyways. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, now more hot air is coming in. Okay, good. Well, we've got hot air. That. Yeah. Ah, like, seeing heat well, waves out the window, good God. <laughs> we have mirage streets out here. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Anyway, we're not here to talk about COVID. We're not here to Nobody talk about COVID. COVID. We're not here to talk about this damn heat. We are here to talk about Wizards of the Coast and Magic Gathering and kind of the general... Which evidently, Watsy is not another name for Rosenberger. What a Rosen nickname. Yeah. No. Mark Rosewater. <laughs> also, fuck Watsy. We'll, we'll get into more of that. I love, I love magic, but still, fuck Watsy. We, we, we're going to be discussing some complaints and grievances with Wizards of the Coast. Now, I want to ask... Has those. I want to ask real quick, since... We just pre-gamed this. Yeah. Yes. You got a huge list of complaints about Magic the Gathering. You know, Wizards of the Coast is also oh, the like people in, choose, yeah. in charge of Dra- Dungeons and Dragons. Do yeah, I get to every- air some of those grievances? <laughs> yeah. You, you, anybody that knows Alter, me knows I don't know anything Do you want this that. to be a three-hour episode? <laughs> really? Are you that sadistic? Hang on, hang on. Fourth edition. There, I think that sums up my complaints. <laughs> oh, leave fourth edition alone. It wasn't that bad. In, I'm going to kick that shit in until it poops teeth. It wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. I'm a mud hole in there. It had some issues, but it wasn't near as bad as everybody thinks it was. All right. Says the guy who ran it for a year and a half. We have an episode about bitching about 4th edition. It's a a couple of episodes back. Go find it. If you want to hear us bitch about that, find that episode. We're bitching about Watsy today. (laughs) Fuck 4th edition. Tonight we're bitching about Magic Gathering. That's something I can bitch about. There we go. There's some meat on that bone. And before we start bitching about it, let's get a couple of definitions out there. Oh, yeah, goddamn. Because <laughs> they changed it. They they used a community word, and then they... It's sort of like the same way they did EDH versus Commander, and then they monetized Commander. Still kind of angers me. All right. But mainly, we want to define buy box promo and box versus toppers. box topper. 
because evidently one used to be called the other, and then they invented a new one, and now we have... Yeah, the box topper isn't on top of the box. How inintuitive is that? All I know is I didn't it, get either one when I bought a box, so... To be, you got wrong. <laughs> That's you a complaint. Bought, you bought the box that didn't come with the box topper, did come with the Buy a Box promo, and the uh, uh, LGS ran out of the Buy a Box promos by the time you bought your box. Okay, that's another complaint real quick. You can have one that comes with this, or with that, or with both. When And now I'm going to sound like an old person, but fuck it. When we used to buy a box, <laughs> you bought a box. And it always came with what a box came with. You didn't get, does this wouldn't have a buy a box promo? No, these are the ones without a buy. Does this have a box topper? No, no, these don't have box toppers in them. We ran out of buy a box promo, so you should get here to get... No, 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 no. You bought a fucking box, and it had a promo card, and they taped it to the top of the fucking box. That was a buy a box back in the day. It's not what it is now. That's, and that was what you bought. And that you know was what you back got. in the day, evidently called a box topper. Yeah, back which, up here, because it's on top of the fucking box. Which is what confused me as a new player, because I'm seeing people open packs, and I'm like, oh, look at all these box toppers that I'm getting inside the box. I'm like, those are just extended arts. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. No. So the new definitions that we will try to abide by is... Yeah, I'm going to soak my head. Is if it's a box topper, it's in then stupid little it's pack. when you open up the box... And you have the extra little back sitting on top that says box topper, and you open it up, and it is an alternate version of art of a card that you can already get in the set. Yeah. If it is a buy a box promo, it's that card that's taped to the top of the box that you cannot get unless you buy a box at certain LGS. Yes, your LGS can run out of it, and you can be fucked over in the ass. It used to be that the, 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 those even were, and they're like, my favorite one, as I'm still looking for this card, is a card called Supreme Verdict. And when you bought a box, you got an alternate art of Supreme Verdict taped to the top of the box. But you could get Supreme Verdicts in the Ravnica box. But now, like Rin and Sari, I don't care how many you know packs you pull, you're not getting a fucking Rin and Sari. You're not even getting it in their box topper pack either. Yeah. It's... it's... Which... The M21 does not have a box topper pack. It had a buy a box promo. Whereas oh, the Double Masters did not come with a buy a box promo. This is still a kid's game, But it right? had a, <laughs> a trying box to make it complicated. I, I'm a grown ass adult. Evidently, some people aren't getting, which yeah. makes me start to wonder how many people are going to email Watsy with, I didn't get my box topper and get double. I've been. I went through a Reddit today to see... Why do you it, hate yourself? I it, enjoy it was, Reddit. It was the only <laughs> one that I could actually find people responding to. It. Nah, Everything but... else was a YouTube video of report, reportedly, and yes, lots of Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of Waluigi. Just Waluigi holding up a VIP pack right now. <laughs> And then it explains how they want you to cut off the UPC uh, code, <laughs> mail it into him, and it's just him with scissors, wah! Him with an envelope, wah! And I'm trying to lick it and say why at the same time, puts it in a mailbox, wah! And eventually, a, a mailman pulls up, he gets there, wah! The mailman pops out, it's another Waluigi, hands him a thing, wah! <laughs> no, 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 the other... The mailman is a warrior. This is a warrior. I was going to say, Wah. the mailman is a warrior. <laughs> <Wah. laughs> 
<laughs> and then there's a news clipping of like Mark Rosewater and he's just another Wario. Wow. <laughs> and the underpinning underneath is supposed to be about how, you know, they're doing this whole revive. It's just wow, 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 And my world is better now. <laughs> Please tell me that everyone. Wonderful. Wait, what? <laughs> Fucking Yu-Gi-Oh players. Waffles. <laughs> 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 you punch him in the back of the head. He falls off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the nicest I'll be to Watsy all night. <laughs> is there a bunch of Wario's and Waluigi <laughs> wang at each other about what the last thing they did? And then you just have on YouTube, you have woohoo! Yeah, that one motherfucker that's doing the box opening that has that unbelievable box opening that you're pretty sure that he's taking a video of what he's already gotten from four different boxes. He's like, look at what I got! It's like, woohoo! He has like four mana crypts. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other end of the computer is a, war- is a Waluigi who didn't get shit. Furiously <laughs> typing on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we had a whole episode that we had planned out. Now we're just doing Mario meets one. Okay, let's get back on the topic. As fun as this is, nobody's going to hear us do Waluigi sounds all night. I care not. But no, but I mean, that, that no, but joke has some... Reddit, mm-hmm. there are people who have not gotten... Mm-hmm. Reddit is just... <laughs> there are people who have not gotten their... Uh, box toppers so basically the box can be boom or bust oh yeah without the box topper yeah like, no like especially like, the next I, one I, cr- I cracked the box myself double masters by the way yes thank you for clarifying and i got super lucky and got a mana crypt in there it's really happy because I've got a deck that needs some fixing so I was like yes and it is coin flip shenanigans double yes and then the box toppers were literally the two bottom ranked priced what were cards. Um, Metamorphos and the no, mem- uh, uh, the blue Phyrexian mana. The the um, human artificer, I believe. Oh, you got the human artificer that the 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 one that has the sword. Yeah. And when you play her, you can go look through your deck. Find an artifact. I'm not familiar with blue okay, cards. I don't know. I, the blue card, the one, uh, the blue card one is the one that comes on the field. And you can copy anything, and I'm going to trade it, you for that because I'm a whore. It's the only it's blue card that I've seen in the entire thing that is it costs like two and two Phyrexian blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Meta- one. Metamorph. Uh, it's morph something because Metamorphos is a different card where you can change yeah. one mana to another. And... I can't remember what the other one was. Well, that's sad, because then that means it's forgettable. Yeah. Which, Don't look at me. This really sounds sad. terrible, but both the box toppers were forgettable as sin to me. And they were. They weren't really anything to write home about. They were both just But you had rares. two packs that had double mythics. Yes, which, you know, when you get six mythics in a box and four of them are tied up in two packs, that makes me really sorry for the people, like, if that had been in an LGS and everyone else was like, there's no mythics in it. Buying that box of single packs would have been terrible. Yes, well, it would have. But, but opening it as a box itself was great. I enjoyed the opening of the box tremendously. Well, let's put it this way, too. You also aren't guaranteed your mythics in a box. There's probabilities. But yes. here's the other thing, though. 
I'll mention two things, and these can go off in different conversations we can do after each other. But what about the the VIP box that said you can get two mythics in your box topper? It says it on the back of the fucking box. Yep. And but you can't. Here's the here's what I've been noticing, yeah. which I'm not sure if they outright lied. They just misinformed, it's, it's or the if they yeah. wrote it incorrectly because i've been watching a lot of box openings so in the vip boxes your hundred dollar pack yes hundred plus right now because the price is rising and continuing to go up it's well, that, not that's a conversation price is a conversation we'll be talking yeah. about yeah. that in a later step yep that that bitch is just going <laughs> but uh anyways so the uh, you cannot get two mythic box toppers no the alt art foils you cannot get two in that myths, mythics in that slot however because you get two foil rares and then you get behind it another two foil box toppers. You can get a rare followed by a mythic in the regular artwork, uh, followed by a regular rare, followed by a uh, mythic in, in the, the box topper. So you can get two mythics in the VIP box, but not two mythics in the box topper alt art. Which makes me wonder, is that what they actually meant? Maybe, but here's the deal. Like, this is one of the reasons I like Japanese card games. Yeah. <laughs> Japan has a rule. Mm. Like, they have to each box, each case. Yeah. So box is called a case, and the yes. cases are cases of boxes. Each box has to have a certain minimum percentage of Value card, value card, value card. Oh, yeah. Mythic, right. rare, uncommon, common. I used to play Force in, of Will. Instead of, you can have X in a box. I, you can have X in a case. This, this is super rare, but I have seen people rip a box and get no mythics in it. It's very rare to do. But you can oh, do that. That would hurt. Wow. Yeah. If, you, it is possible to have that happen. If you can get a God pack or whatever they are. I don't know what that would be called. Would you just call that like the ultimate shit box? Oh, basically. Yeah. Like the fuck you box? Well, and that's the thing though, is that. Oh, this is a Roxy Rate box. Oh. Yeah. And that's the thing though, is that. Bend over, I'm not using lube. <laughs> is that the value of the cards that Watsy can put out and they can claim to have a value versus the value of the card? That it is on the secondary market because Watsy can't admit to the secondary market, but they're making things like masterpiece stuff and they're oh, yeah. putting the rarity at it so much. There's they will never admit to a secondary market. They can't because once you do that, you admit that it's tantamount to gambling, and and they're printing money. And, uh, and in some states, it would make Magic the Gathering illegal. Yeah, because it's gambling targeted towards kids. Yes. Yes, but, it is. Then you'd get into hot water the way YouTube did. Mm-hmm. There's a lawsuit that Watsy doesn't want. No, and here's the thing. Like, it started... the, the Okay, let's talk about the lotto cards. Yeah. So, we'll take it all the way back to Kaladesh. 
back in good old 2016. Now, the concept of a game, to be able to be marketed as a game, is it has to be playable, it has to be available, and it has to be, you know, the cards that are printed people can use. That's what makes a game, in my opinion. That's not the biggest definition, but when they printed these Masterpiece cards. So a Masterpiece card was a card of from whatever set that they wanted. They, they were print. reprints of really fucking pretty alternate arts. Yeah. Is there yeah. stuff like Soul Ring and I wasn't Kaladesh, but it was an Ankara. Yeah. They had, the, they had the No Mercy or whatever. Yeah, they also had, uh, they've had Crucible of Worlds. They've had Ornithopter. I'd love Let's to get one of those Ornithopters, here. but I'm not going to uh, buy there that. There was Lotus Petal. There was Aether Vial. Chrome Mox was wanted upon. And all of these, by the way, if you list them out, these yeah. are also, you can follow Noxious these. Gear Hulk. These are all things that were used in metas. For instance, Modern, the Aether Vial. It is a crucial part of the modern meta if you're running Merfolk, which is one of, at the time Kaladesh came out, was one of the top tier decks. Crucible of Worlds was incredibly important to a land Merfolk matter deck. was actually competitive? Oh my god, yes it was. <laughs> I've played against it. It's horrifying. But no, the thing was is that you couldn't play them in the box that they came in, though. That set, that standard set, you couldn't rip that pack and then use all the cards in there. These cards couldn't be used in the set that they're printed. Like, if you played in a standard set that had Kaladesh, you couldn't run it. There's even some of them that were printed that couldn't be used in modern, but only in vintage. But the thing was that they were so expensive and so wanted that people would buy box after box after box to try to get one. And so here we have Watsi circumventing the secondary market by playing off of the fact that they know these are worth money, but they're going to get their money up front. Because people have got to get their hands on them to put them on the secondary market. So they know people are just going to buy and buy and buy and buy and buy. Even though these aren't workable in the game that they're putting out. Yep. This is kind of one of the things that drove me away from Magic the first time around. Yeah. And it's hard for me to keep playing because, like, we were talking about Rin and Ceres mm-hmm. beforehand. Like, and they, they are also targeting Commander now. Mm-hmm. Because they know yeah. that people are going to want to play that as a Commander. Because... Everyone loves cats, and mm-hmm. you know you're a cat person, you're a dog person. Oh look, we even went ahead and eradicated everything that was a hound to, to a be a dog now to make it function. And yes. so even in standard though, you can play this this uh, BioBox promo card yep. in standard, but you're not going to rip it from any packs. So if we just don't believe the secondary market exists for people to play this in standard. They have to buy four boxes. Now, we all know the secondary market exists, but they can't act like they know it exists. So, once again, those cards have to get to the secondary market somehow, so people have to buy boxes instead of just ripping packs. And so they're making their money up front. And Rin and Siri? Yeah. It's like two bucks. No. Has it gone up? It's being used in modern decks right now. Yeah. And it's being successful. Yeah, so it's not going to go Which down. Which means, yeah, it's, it's going to be It's now a $32 card. Right, so... Last time we checked, it was $10. That was, what, two weeks ago? One week ago? Whenever I bought my box and was thinking about ordering one the next week because I didn't okay. get it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, these... Because it's a limited print run, because it has a limited way of getting it, and it's playable in the format... I'll you just wait till next year when it's not in... Uh, in uh, no, it's going to stay in modern. Modern doesn't rotate. 
No, not modern. When, when I'm just not gonna stay in uh, standard. Standard. Yeah, when standard rotates, there, there's several cards that just tank. Or when it gets, if it gets too powerful, and you can pick up an Oko like I picked up for four bucks <laughs> instead of forty bucks because it yeah. got banned. Yeah. Yeah, all the people that went out and bought places of Oko because oh my god, this thing is so powerful and paid, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you realize that this amazing card that I just paid one hundred and sixty dollars for an entire I'm mindset of uh, the, the secret weapon deck that I'm building, yeah. the Calamax Spellslinger deck. One of the cards that I bought for it, I think I ended up paying not a ton of money, but like five bucks for it or whatever. That's now a two dollar card or one. It was card. banned in uh, standard. Oh, which one was there? As a blue, as blue instant gain a second turn. Oh, uh, standard blue instant gain a second turn. I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, I was gonna say another thing that's uh, blue that's flash. Blue. There's flash and blue that's banned in everything is. now. Yeah, which is sad because it would have gone in my deck that I am building. I was gonna say, isn't that the thing that was making was it Protein Hulk disgusting and mm-hmm. oh, don't standard? worry, I still broke po- Protein Hulk in this deck. <laughs> I have it. It's still broken. I just have to find a couple of different cards to move around. <laughs> but no, but the thing about it is, though, is that this this ability to play the game is being hampered by exclusivity. Like, Ren and Sarah's, if you wanted to play a deck in Standard that has that in it, now the, the level of what you have to pay... Nexus of Fate. Oh, Nexus of Fate, yeah. Now what you have to be able to... Yes. Now what you have to be able to buy... Ooh, has a foily. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now what you have to be able to buy is a much higher price range and it excludes people out of the standard that wanted to play them in standard. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm mildly upset, is I bought a shiny, foily one that's uh, cost me not a not a cheap card, but not an expensive card. And now it's a shiny, foily, because it's banned and everything else but Commander. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and like it. Which is one of the reasons why I enjoy playing Commander, is because if I want a card, I don't need to buy four of them. And mm-hmm. in two years, I'm not going to go, well... All these cards that I just paid an ass ton of money for, they're useless now. Whoop! Into the pile of I don't use you anymore and dustiness. Well, and before Commander was even a big deal, I was playing Magic and I was playing Standard because I, Standard, Modern, and Vintage were the only formats you could play competitively. And that, or you had to play Kitchen Table. And I'm gonna All be honest, I ever played was Kitchen Table. I'm going to be honest, once you've played competitive Magic, there's a part that can't go back to Kitchen Table. Because you've already geared yourself to play Magic in a certain way. Like, yep. I'll, I'll give you an example. Right now at the table, we all play EDH. We do. We all play EDH a little bit shorter time than I have. Now, what kind of degenerate bullshit do I play versus what y'all play? That's because I've played a ton of competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, I could build decks that are tribal and things like that, but it's not going to click with me anymore because my brain is figured to, let's win. And so... Yeah, but this is where you should start building that like uh, weather light theme deck and those other things that are stupid yeah. and are yes. fun to build for no, but, fun. No, and I agree, mm-hmm. and I do build those sometimes, but it's hard to get out of that thing when you've been playing standard for eight years. Yes, you know? but my stupid stompy dragons did kick your deck's butt. No, yes, because buns. of a misplay. And <laughs> Slimefoot beat you legit. Oh, that is true. Slimefoot did beat me legit. Misplay or not, I got an ass ton of things out onto the field and just went stomp. Yeah, but you <laughs> played that deck again tonight. I'll play. I'll play that deck again against your dragons. 
it's fine. But no, I but I mean, just, every deck can win and every I, deck can lose. You know what I mean? This is true. But I, it's also I was how, played Blind Demons at the shop during, like, the competitive finals, everything, because I'm math wrong and <laughs> thought I killed myself. And it was like, I had already scooped, and they were like, you had how much life? Like, 30-something. I only hit you for, like, 20. I was like, well, I'm math wrong. And everything is shuffled up anyways. No, well. Hello, bye. Well, oh, I will, I will divert onto a fun little story of that. I have lost a tournament. In the finals of a tournament. It wasn't a big sanctioned one. It was at a convention. So it was about 50 people. I lost because at the beginning of the turn, we were at time. We were trying to go as fast as we could. It was tied one to one. So we needed to get through this, this round as quick as we had. And we had five minutes. Yeah. I started the game. I had my seven cards, and I just started playing Commander. This is back, like, right right as Theros came out, the original Theros, right? So mm-hmm. on Ravnica Theros kind of stuff. And so he said, okay, I go first because I lost last time. And I had a pillow fort deck, and it was in standard. And so I said, okay, go. So I had my seven cards, and I was like, okay, and drew a card. You lost the game for drawing one. I lost your the card game draw. for drawing a card. Because in EDH, because if you have one, if you have, yeah, if you have at least three people, you start the game, you draw a card. Yep. If it's one v one in standard, you don't draw a card when you start. Nope. And so he's like, "And you lose," and I was like, "And damn it." <laughs> but no, I mean, getting back to those that these prizes when they have these different things, it it doesn't mean that you can't play cards. Like, for instance, the Double Masters, right? Yeah. All of them are reprints. You're not limited and you can't get a hold of them or anything like that. But what it does do is it makes the price to be able to be a a participant in the system. So to buy boxes, to buy packs, to do that, to be a part of the hype. It makes it harder and harder and harder. And so it doesn't push people out saying you can't play the card game. But it does make people go, I feel like I'm getting screwed. I don't have the money for it. My and the counter-argument my... for that is that because it's reprints, yes, you're getting pretty new art for things that are more expensive to purchase outright. You, because they are reprints, the older versions will stay the more expensive version, but the reprint version of it should, quotes, should, be less expensive and make it more entry viable if you're gonna buy singles. Yeah, but you aren't entering the game buying a $32 Psychonic Rift over a $42 Psychonic Rift. That's no, not how you not. enter the game. Like, no. Modern, like, Double Masters is not an entry-level anything. No, like, it's not. Your singles that you want to get out of it are not entry-level. They won't ever be entry-level. No, because I... Buying a box I, is entry-level. I still want a Double Masters because I didn't or Double Masters, a doubling season, because I want one, and right now, its lowest cost is still $40. Yeah. Down from 60 to 80 Yeah. Which, but, okay, halved its cost, but that's still $40 but you for also, a card. Yeah, you also got to take into effect, not just the, the cards individually, I don't know, themselves, you have to take into effect the community, the hype that's around it, the being a part of that hype, going to you know, nights when they have the, 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 the box drop and they have the, the first night and they play all night and they do things. They don't have that with 
civil masses, but you don't feel a part of the community if you can't buy into it. Let me go ahead and illustrate this real clear. Okay. Okay. Uh, high school. My grandparents had thought they were being fairly generous. You get an allowance, period, the end. There's no chores, there's no working for it. There's yeah. You get a set amount of money every week. I graduated in 2000. My set amount of money every week was $5. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Parents aren't always with it for what kids think and is, you know, a reasonable amount. My, my grandmother just jaw-dropped me something like in 2005 or so. When we were talking at the table, I was talking my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and we're talking at the table, and it's like, yeah, and it's one of the reasons I said I didn't want to go to prom. Prom tickets alone, the tickets were a hundred bucks. No, and you'd have to buy two, yeah, seven hundred, seven hundred class of two thousand, seven hundred people class of two thousand. They had to rent a big place, and then you'd have to buy or rent a tux and um, get a yeah. mom and all that other. I didn't go to mine. Like I was just like, like I I exclusively two months. I, I I assumed that I couldn't afford to go to it, and Grandma's like, "No, I would have bought you the ticket to the prom." Okay. Well, really? Because that's like. Yeah, I didn't go to any of my high school dances because I looked at all of them as useless, pompous shit that the popular people were doing. Well, I would stand in the corner and feel awkward because I didn't yeah. like dancing. I didn't like the people in the high nerds, school and. I didn't want to spend but, my sh- money on that shit. But here's the other thing, though. Let, right. let me get to the dark side of what this is. Before we get <laughs> on, let me finish the, the whole thing. How about mm-hmm. your $5 a week? Yeah, my $5 a week. I couldn't afford to pay into drafts. No. Yeah. That's the thing. My entire collection was built off of trades and busting hump for those trades. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Saving two, uh, saving three weeks for a starter deck. <laughs> well, well, here, let me give you an example though of how this. Let's just get to the dark side of this, <laughs> the honest to god truth. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but when I'm very interested in magic and I'm building a deck, those two dollars and three dollars add up. Yeah, yeah, they do. They meant to do that. This sets, these sets are engineered to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you have your own job. You can overpay into a hobby without even blinking with this stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest. Yes, I'll be honest. I love playing magic. You know what I'm happiest? When I buy a book and I sit down and read it. When I do all that. I, I love playing. I really do. But when building a deck, there is a there is a line there that if I spent too much on a deck and didn't know it, I feel like shit. Because in the end, I'm sitting there with fucking cardboard. Yeah. Fucking $500 a card. Like, I have yeah. a deck in this bag right now. Y'all don't know this. We play Magic before we play. I have yeah. a deck in this bag right now that is well over $2,500 uh, $2, worth of cardboard. And that is 99 cards and a general. And I make it foil and make it happy. But when I sit down and look at it entirely, y'all never even played against that deck. I've never even seen that deck. I barely ever play that deck. At some point, do I look down and say, was it worth it for this game? Or did I fall for a trap? Did I fall for the trap I of have... buying promos, buying boxes, yeah. Yeah. buying into hype, 
when I didn't need all that to play this game, but apparently this game is telling me I do. Low-key curse you for showing me that scan your cards to get the price app. Oh, yeah, that's a shame, boss. Then, then I realized how much I yeah. spent this year. <laughs> yeah, I have my dragon deck, which is nowhere... It's the same deck, but not the same deck, because I revamped it so many times mm-hmm. that what I initially spent on the deck was probably about $25 in singles. Mm-hmm. Because I just went, I'm going to find all the... Five cent, twenty five cent, young dragons at my store. Shove it in here because baby dragons is a dragon deck. Toss in some mana cards. Find like the cheap dual lands that was already in our collection because my husband had been, you know, playing and had gotten cards. I was like, shove those in there. I didn't even have a soul ring in the deck when I first built it. Uh-huh. You know, and I started to play right now. If I went and I priced out that deck and went back and priced out the previous cards that had been in that deck, I'm <laughs> kind of afraid of how much that deck actually has cost me so far. Every time I play it, it makes me smile. It yeah. makes me happy. I'm playing dragons. They're fun as hell. They're stompy. They do stupid shit. It makes me happy. But when I think about how much it cost, I go, I'm not thinking about this. Well, and here's another, I could have spent that money elsewhere. And do Here, a mental romp somewhere else. Here's another aspect of that trick, too. Two things. One of them is quality of card. Okay? Not in card stock or anything like that. Yeah, but, not mint versus Okay, I want to have a, a good EDH deck. Not mm-hmm. just a thrown together. Well, of course I'll need a soul ring. Because it's the most efficient. Oh, so I'm it's designed that I need to get myself an Urza's Incubator. Like, yeah. you can build all these different decks, and they'll be shitty, and they won't be fun, and they won't work. So the question is, is can you really use all the cards to play it, or are there some cards that are exclusively going to be in decks that are fun, that if you didn't have that deck, it wouldn't be efficient, it wouldn't be fun. So now we're talking about Soul Rings. There's now we're talking card. about Chromatic Lantern. Yeah. There's a card that I currently hate mm-hmm. on a small, visceral level. Because Did it come out of my deck? No. Okay, good. Did it come from the computer? No. Really? This is a card you pulled in Double Masters that I want a copy of, but Mana I refuse to play, pay something like $8 for. Okay. But it's, is it? it's a good card. It's a damn fine staple that belongs in every white deck. Sure. Which one's that? Path to Exile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think... I've got two out of Double Masters, and I think I have another one or two floating somewhere. Yeah, I don't you have just... one because I refuse to pay $8 for it. Yeah. Just ask me. I'll search it up somewhere. I'm not worried about it. But, okay. but No, but here's another example. But it's one of those, I'm building a Boros deck. I need that. Yeah. I should get myself... You... Like, hell, what's the what's the green and white? Celestia or whatever? My yeah. elf deck is Celestia. I should have a Path to Exile yeah. because it's a damn fine card. Well, here, here's an example. I'll use an example of our games, right? $8 card. Example of our different games, and maybe y'all haven't noticed this yet either. One of the things that's very important to have in an EDH deck is a good amount of removal. And not just a good amount of removal, but efficient the removal. Right kind mm-hmm. of removal. So there's as a lot well. of cards that say kill a creature, right? You can run it for cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like but what Doom about Blade. this indestructible thing? What about this thing that, you know, 
Oh, well, you're going to need something that exiles for that, or something that bounces it into the deck. I've or, got some nifty cards or, for that coming for that rare deck. Or yeah. or puts neg, well, neg one now counters Now on. we've limited it down to a fewer small, smaller card pool, and a little bit more expensive a card pool. Mm-hmm, because right? this one's more versatile. Never, ever, ever, and this is the truth, and this is what has happened to me. Never, ever, ever proxy a card that's expensive. You know why? Because then you're going to want it. Because then you realize how efficient it makes your deck. Like, oh, I got myself... Mana Echoes. Yeah, I got myself... Uh, uh, I proxied Mana Echoes for Slivers for a long time. Before I even realized it could go infinite. Mm-hmm. It was just so efficient. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I ended up spending $40 on Mana Echoes. I hope the wife never hears that. Yeah, but not like <laughs> a... Uh, not doubling season. What is the big one that has... Now the new print has the two little dinosaur eggs. That the one that you have is Battle Bond. That's doubling season. Yeah, that's doubling season. Doubling season. That's, that's doubling yeah. season. Yeah. But I have okay. a lot of the doublers. Okay. Yeah. Doubling season. Yeah, you can find things that kind of do what doubling season does, or do, um, but nothing's doubling season. No. And once you play a doubling season, you go. You oh, don't want that doubling. When, once you see that doubling season affects your planeswalkers, it affects yeah. your score counters. It affects everything. Here's where that thing. goes into yeah. the second part, though. Nobody wants to take a pot out of their decks to make one deck. I, oh, I played two different two different green decks. You get to a point. You haven't gotten to this point no, yet. But I keep all my decks on the computer. Mm-hmm. No, so I don't care. <laughs> no, I can like, still play my old decks. I can rip them apart and put them back together. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, if you play with a lot of friends and stuff, and you sit down and you're going to be sitting in multiple games up at the, the shop. Yep, and you're you like, don't want to be switching oh, up cards, oh, right? Wait, I need to unsleep from this deck to put it over here like, because I you, like to play green. Can and you imagine if I had one soul ring? Ooh, this and is one. why all of my cards are in the same matte black. Yeah, so I mean, if you had the money though, like let's say you had all the money in the world, I have two decks. Both of them need doubling season, and I'm so tired of switching out doubling season between these. This is true. I get another doubling season. Yeah, this is well, true. If I was made of money. Yeah, all of a sudden, people that don't know that they're not made of money, you've met those people. This is true. They're yeah. going to spend money before they pay their bills. Oh. Right. Now you got people yeah. that, okay, cool. Now go buy a box of Double Masters. There's a lot of good stuff, but like you said, there's a lot of chaff that you're not going to use. There is. So, but I don't need just one doubling season. I need two. And I want to start this new deck because they printed a new commander that's really awesome. And I don't want to take apart this deck. I want to do this, because this deck has sentimental reasons. All my money cards are in one deck that I'm hardly ever playing. By all honesty, I should take it apart to put parts into my other decks. But I won't. So now here I am. This is why I have more chromatic lanterns. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. But walking to people that have 15, 20 different EDH decks. No. See, this is why... I refuse. Um, a couple of friends up at the LGS... What they like to do is they get together and they go, all right, we are going to build a deck, but we're putting rules on it. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you a know. A thousand deck challenge. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Only they're going, we're going to use our collection of cards, mm-hmm. but you cannot spend like more than 25 cents on a card. And yeah. they put together basically these popper decks. 
See, which, that's what I thought you know, the definition of popper was. Not so limited to common and uncommon. Yeah, but common I thought it was. I thought it was price value of the oh, card. No, I can yeah. find you uncommons that are worth twenty dollars that go into popper deck. Yeah, that's honestly I, I'm just what saying, I thought popper was. When, when I was first but, introduced to popper, there was an error in communications, and I thought that there was a, card, a limit <laughs> of price per card. Oh yeah, yeah. which no. I think that's a great build challenge. Which I would have to agree with, but. I'm going to use the term incorrectly because, yes, I do know that there is a popper format, but I'm talking about, okay, let's call it that then, the cheap deck challenge. Yeah, but but hang on a question, though. Okay. What does that say about what Magic is doing then? If we have to find cheap alternatives to their card game? If we're so limited... There's an entire YouTube channel dedicated to it. It's called Commander's Quarters. And I'm not watching it. And that's great. What does that that say about Watsy? If we're sitting there going, I'd love to build that, but I can't. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do this, but I can't. Because let's let's take the difference between card games that have all come in one box. I love where all the cards I'll ever make come in one box. And you can build decks. But you're never going to own all of Magic's cards. It's supposedly a singular game. Maybe someday. But you can't, yeah. But realistically, you're never gonna, you're never gonna buy all of Magic's cards. But then you, yeah, but you can't take a tournament. I don't care. I don't don't go to tournaments anyway. (laughs) There's people that care about tournaments. I don't even take my decks to the to the friendly store very often. But then you're not actually owning a collection of you know the cards. You were owning a collection of a facsimile. But what do I actually care about? Well, see, that's Playing the thing. The game? You're not the norm, though, Brian. I know, yes. I know, I know. Like, I'm you're you're arguing the point that nobody else can do it. Like, for eight years, I played standard. I couldn't do proxies because they check your deck. Yeah. Or, like, but here's the thing if you printed such a behemoth like this that now it's limiting to the people that can play it and play it efficiently and enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I have given away EDH decks to kids starting the game. Not because I'm just being like, I'm charitable, but because it has an alternate thing. It helps the community. Because now they can sit down and play with something that they couldn't afford. You know? Yeah. But is it my is it my responsibility to keep the gaming group okay so that people can play cards that they normally wouldn't be able to? Or is it Watsy's fault? Or is it Watsy's responsibility to make their game available enough to people that the good cards aren't so overpriced? That is exclusionary when you're building some decks. The friend that got me into Magic in the first place, I talked to him on Facebook Messenger. To I was going to say, I'm the friend that got you in the, the second time. To <laughs> ask, I spoke to him to ask about a combo, and we were talking there for a little while. And he's like, yeah, I got into a brawl there for a little while. And I said, oh, I'm playing Commander with some friends. He's like, too rich for my blood. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which Commander is supposed to be. Which I it was I was sold as supposed to be the more laid back, more fun, cheaper mm-hmm. version Not cheaper. of of magic because Mm-mm. you buy the card once, you got it, it doesn't rotate, you're not consistently trying to keep up yeah, with yeah, but it. Might have been at one point in time, yeah, but, but I don't think the library it's is a card like okay. Oh Two, no, yeah. what's that card you have that I want so bad? Asceticism. Asceticism? Yeah. Oh, that all your creatures have hexproof? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll do you one better. You know what I've had in an EDH deck before? I mean, a guy's cradle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know what a guy cradles cost? Three hundred. Yeah. Three hundred dollars for some cardboard. Yep. I and I will be honest, there have been times 
that my husband has gotten on to me because I had to tighten the belt a little bit tighter for food. Why? Because I was in a tournament and I needed four copies of like Voice of Resurgence at the time. But even EDH isn't a cheap thing because here's the trick. Here's the trick with EDH. People that are doing it on a budget don't often play with people that aren't. You know why? If you sit down at a table because and this dude has the most well-trained, well-oiled machine and he spent $3,000 in it, He's gonna whoop your ass, yeah. and you're yeah. gonna sit there and There's, feel sorry, sorry for yourself. Not gonna play with them anymore. There's such a disparity. Yeah. This disparity. Yeah. Disparity. Disparity. Thank you. Yeah. That's one. There's such a disparity between the level of efficiency in cards that are cheap and the level of efficiency in cards that are expensive. And so, yeah, you can build an EDH deck around some janky bullshit. No one's saying you can't. But when you get your face stomped, because this happened to me. I played against three different guys that were all competitive players, because I was a competitive standard player. And I didn't have the money. But I'd sit down against the table from them, and they have like a Rofellos deck. Mm-hmm. If you know who Rofellos is. He's banned now. They have a Rofellos deck, and they have all these commanders that the commander decks themselves, my $2,000 deck that I have, held a comparison. We, to- we totaled up one of these guys' decks. It was $12K dollars. A car. Yeah, and you know Woo. what? He won all the time. He just I'm had sure better cards. He did. And that's the problem, is that now I don't feel like I can be part of that, but I can find my own group and play this and everything. Yeah. But if you want to sit at that table with them, if you want to sit at the table, you got to shell out. Yeah. And Magic knows it. That's why they're you printing all these reprint sets. Lands. And, like, even just our F&M. Like, I started playing because I wanted to come and play on Sunday and have fun. There's and I three kept, people that and I have those decks. kept getting butt-stomped. Even just on the for fun Sundays. I was like, I'm evidently doing something wrong, or I just... You just have inefficient cards. You know, so, mm-hmm. like, alright, well, the deck works... But by the time I'm starting to get dragons on the field, everybody else already has like seven creatures, half of a combo out, their mm-hmm. shit's all indestructible, I can't get around things, so I'm like, something's wrong, I'm not, my deck isn't fast enough. Yeah. And that's generally what the game comes down to, is speed. Mm-hmm. And you pay for speed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing of what makes me start to wonder is because we're paying for efficiency, we're paying for better cards, we're paying for the secondary market. What happened with all of this? Has it gotten worse since we eliminated MSRP? I, Has this fueled this fire? Part of it, as much as I hate to say it. Part of it is the degeneracy (laughs) of Yu-Gi-Oh! coming back to Magic. Yeah. Because Yu-Gi-Oh! eventually became the one-turn deck. Mm -hmm. And those players left Yu-Gi-Oh! when Yu-Gi-Oh! tried to kill the one-turn deck. Yeah, and they came to Magic. And they came to Magic with that mindset of, I need to win this game in three turns. Oh, yeah. No, I can... Yu-Gi-Oh! has turned zero wins. Which... Did. Which Magic... Did for a while, and that's what like I'm if saying. You is pulled the, the perfect hand. It was like I played this soul ring, this combo off of this tap, 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 infinite mana. I'm done. And okay, 
But you shuffled up and drew for nothing. I, I can... The deck that I'm building, I'll play it once or twice. But most people aren't going to want to play it. I want to play it because it's a combo deck and I play combos. But it can, fairly consistently, win on turn four. Which and is in really EDH, impressive. That's stupid early. Yeah, that's just stupid early. But I'm not going to play it a lot because here's the deal. I like my friends and I don't have fun playing that to win it every time. But there is that competitive part of me that's like, I like knowing that I could just win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I'm not going to cripple a deck that I know can do better. I'm not going to. Take a deck and be like, well, I'll take this out because I have friends. No, I don't know who I'm sitting at this table with. It used to be when COVID wasn't around, I'd sit against the table with someone who's fun, and I would play the deck differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. you're going to also sometimes, because y'all have all played large groups of people you don't know, there's going to be someone who's an asshole, and all they want to do is win. And you have to be able to deal with that. But at the same token, at the same token, why don't we have efficient cards at decent prices? And why doesn't Magic try to make more efficiency, more availability, instead of reprinting those things that aren't available, but it, it exorbitant prices? Because if you really wanted to see them tank the secondary market, like they keep, everyone says these reprints will if tank it. If Magic wanted to tank the secondary market, the smart answer is, you know, like a mana crypt, common. Yeah, what they do is they take the secondary market's biggest gaining oh, card. Yeah, that would cripple the price on it. And they would mm-hmm. sell a box for a hundred bucks, and every pack you open had a thirty-dollar card, forty-dollar, fifty-dollar card in it to tell people this is cardboard. Yeah. yeah. But you know what they want? Why they won't do that? Because they're making money off of it. Because too. they know they can make money off because of that. Because they know that people are going to buy these boxes, buy these packs that. Because the people are buying it, that means the store is buying it, that means it's money into their pocket, and people are going to keep buying this going, but I want this, but I want this, but I want this. That's the reason Mm -hmm. I have a problem buying reprint things, because I know that the more that those are bought, the more that they're going to slide into that mentality. Mm -hmm. The more they're going to focus in on really expensive cards and make them limited runs at exorbitant prices just to get another nickel out of people. When if they really, really wanted to say that the integrity of the game is what mattered, guess what? They would put them at reasonable prices. We didn't, in fact, in Magic before, we didn't used to have rare, common, mythics, and uncommons. We used to have cards. And you would know it was rare because of the probability of you getting it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we didn't have foils. We didn't have mythics. We didn't have, you know, promos. When you bought into it in the 90s, you bought cards and you worked with it. They had just a symbol on it. There yeah. wasn't the silver silver symbol. There wasn't a gold symbol. There certainly wasn't an orange symbol anymore. When people open up these boxes later on, they are naming which one are the uncommons quote, which ones are the rare quotes. Yeah, well, and it, it's kind of mind blowing to think that there was a time in Magic when a kid could rip a pack, see a black lotus, and be like, "Oh, I can't use this." Oh, now. Yeah. Now, what you see is you see people opening alpha packs with, you know, gloves on, tearing it open slightly in hopes of getting that card. Yeah. Well, what is the, has the value of the actual making of that card changed? No. Or is the value the of value what people of believe it to be? The mentality yeah. around that card has and changed. And has magic facilitated that? By... I would argue they have. 
Okay. Sorry, I went off on a rant. No, 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 you're fine. Because that kind of plays into an idea of how we play the game as well. Yeah. We, we the players, this is also, I remember, because I'm not old enough, well, I am old enough, but I wasn't playing the game when it came out in 94. So you're not nerdy enough. No, she's nerdy fine. She's just nerdy different ways. This <laughs> ah, is teasing, teasing. Raise your hand if you've opened an alpha pack in your life. Raise your hand if you wish you'd kept that damn alpha pack when you're a child to do it now. <laughs> nope. That's Yeah, I didn't even know the game existed as a kid. I didn't know that TCGs were a thing when I was a kid. Oh yeah, they were brand new on the scene. But anyways, uh, the so, way we play games. So the way we, we play the game... Like, I remember in high school when Yu-Gi-Oh! first came out. Because I remember watching the show, you know, through... Yu-Gi-Oh!'s worse through, than watching it. Through I, the I remember playing this in the kitchen t- kitchen on two different yeah. cards. Uh, or, yes. uh, what did they call them? TV trays standing five feet apart from each other and cackling like a madman. You activated my trap guard. <laughs> I was weird you to Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, I am a kid who loved watching the anime, and then find out that it was a card game with it. My mom made me try magic to see if I liked card games. I liked magic, so then she let me buy into Yu-Gi-Oh! So, you know, I buy into Yu-Gi-Oh! I am researching online how to actually play the game, because at this point, I'm freshman in high school. So I actually want to play the game by the rules because I realize that it has rules and that the TV show is a TV show, the card game is a card game, they are separate entities. Oh yeah, the TV show couldn't make the card game rules. Yeah, no. when, did, uh, when did Yu-Gi-Oh! come out? 2000, 2001? Uh, 2001-ish, because I... Yeah. yeah. I was working my first real person job, <laughs> Hastings full-time work, and I was buying up all the cards that we'd get in that store mm-hmm. so that I could provide the deck, uh, the cards to my community of friends where it's like, okay, we're not playing this. Somebody's too poor to play this game. I have disposable income because I live at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My well, group yeah. of friends love me. But, you know, so my parents are out of business and, you know, there were other people that had kids that were younger than me. I understood how you actually played the game. And I'd see these kids come down with their decks and they're just... Throwing cards on the table. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember like, those days. My, 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 my Karibo is fighting your Sarah's Angel. No, no, your Karibo ain't so, never doing that. The way my daughter plays with her Pokemon cards? Yes. Yeah, okay. You know, and this is the way that kids play with these cards. Because these games are marketed, especially the ones that have TV shows associated with them, at least in the late to early 2000s. You know, late 90s, early 2000s, they were especially marketed towards kids because you had a TV show with a character going, yay! They were in fucking McDonald's meals for crying Mm -hmm. out loud. I had one of those cards, sir. The Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards were in the McDonald's meals for crying out loud. Or in Shonen Jump. Yep. They used them to and, sell manga. And I had those uh, Those cards. pissed me off, too, because there were so many fucking people that were stealing those when mm-hmm. I worked at Books A Million. Oh, yeah. I, ha- I had a subscription that came to my door, so I didn't uh, care. Yeah, yeah. But people uh, anyway. stealing them. <laughs> You're stealing from kids. You are. You know. So, 
the fact that, like, this is how kids played with these cards, you know, with Yu-Gi-Oh! and whatnot, that's what we were kind of doing with Magic, I imagine, back in 93, like, mm-hmm. 94. That's why some of these cards are the more expensive, because they were uh, making these cards and didn't know what people would do with them now. Those, oh, yeah. Like, the, what's, like what's the, the Power 9. Yeah, What's the old legend about the card that you throw it up, you drop it from three foot, and it hits the table? Oh, Confetti of Doom. Yeah, but what's, yeah. The, what's, what's the card that was based off of it? The story oh, of the Confetti um, of Doom. Yeah, and there's also, like, the mind one that you're supposed to, like, flip it in which way it faces. Oh, yeah. They went through a ton of things. Like, yeah. they had one thing, you can't play it anymore, but they had antis. Yeah. Do you remember those? Where people actually gambled yeah. cards? Yeah. No, you, they can't you, print them anymore. Set your you can't put them inside. And yeah, you would actually... You were betting, betting your rarest card. card. Oh yeah, I on thought you were supposed you to do antis. that with Yu-Gi-Oh too, where you would put a card up. That for was never in I... the rules. And that was never the, in the rules. The rules for that specifically said never play for anti because Magic had already blazed that ground and gotten in trouble. I'm oh. sorry, my water bottle just cracked. Well, well, and let, let me let me let me put that in perspective too, because one of the darkest days that I remember when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, because I played competitive Yu-Gi-Oh as well. I the love day, this Yu-Gi-Oh. The day that I got out of Yu-Gi-Oh, and I still have a deck, so if I ever want to play with Brian, one of these days I'll bring it up here. Though I like Sworn Deck. I am so sad that I sold my collection for twenty dollars. But here was here was the dark. I'm glad I kept my nostalgia cards. I had. Here some was the darkest day cards. for me when it came to Yu-Gi-Oh, and it comes all back because. In the end, I'm worried that Magic is going the same way. Okay? I went to a tournament in in Lubbock. I don't remember. I know what they're called for Magic now, like PTQs and yeah. Yeah, GPs. I yeah. don't remember what they were called in Yu-Gi-Oh! It's been a while. Prix, Grand Prix, and what have you. Oh, yeah. It was a Locals Grand Prix. and Nationals. And... It was a Grand Prix. GP is a Grand Prix. So, they mm-hmm. use the same terms. Yeah. It was Locals, it... Nationals, and Grand Prix. Anyway... So, I remember that I played, this was when wind-ups just came into effect, and I was playing an Insector deck. Mm-hmm. First of all, those are both degenerate bullshit decks. Yes. But that's the only thing that's at the tables, by the way. Yes. You don't have the money, you don't even get to sit at the table, because... You there were a get... couple rogue decks that did all right. Yeah. It was Insectors, Winder, Wind-ups, wind-ups. Uh, Crystal Beasts, and something else, uh, and that was it. There was the, the Heroes. The Heroes was, was not Madolfes. working at the time. But anyway, yeah, that aside, anyway. I was sitting there looking at this. One, there was a bunch of kids with decks that they shouldn't be able to afford. Yeah, $1,000 decks. Two, they were all angry people. Not all the kids were angry, but they were... It all was, the, all the it players was not good to sit down at a table against them. That was disheartening. And the day that it, I ended my Yu-Gi-Oh! career, you know why? You know why I ended my Yu-Gi-Oh! career? Why? Because the tournament was stopped, because the police were called, because someone had stolen someone else's deck, and they had lined us all up, and they had looked through our bags, because the the deck was worth enough to be a felony. Wow. So, on that day, I looked at Yu-Gi-Oh! and said, no, I'm done. And I hoped and prayed that magic would never become that. But magic is ramped up. It's doing a lot of what Yu-Gi-Oh! used to do. With their exclusives, with their foils that came out of just vending machine things that you couldn't get, or out of Shonen Jump, or out of exclusive tins that you had to buy that were expensive. And granted, it's not as degenerate in its combos, 
But its marketing is getting vicious. Yeah. And I'm starting to see shades of Yu-Gi-Oh! like I used to see with kids running around with decks that they shouldn't have because I don't know where you got the money and who sold what and lost out on what for you to be able to play this stupid, pardon me for saying it, simple card game. I love Magic to Death. Yeah. I'm scared of what it's becoming. Which, honestly, a lot of people online are... They, I One of my favorite things in the world is that there's a freeware put-together, yeah. yeah. play-the-game-with-friends-online oh, yeah. that completely circumvents both the market and Watsy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention their name right now because we've talked about Watsy enough that they'll go after yeah. somebody. <laughs> but even Watsy is making their, uh, their, their online one with Arena. But, but uh, it's a money yeah. pit, too. We're, we're really an hour in, and I'd like us to close on something semi-positive. <laughs> so we're going to talk the about... time really does fly when you're <laughs> bitching about things. It really does. Everybody <laughs> says when you're having fun. Does that mean that bitching about shit is how I have fun? A little now bit. I'm worried. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. So we're, I mean, we're laughing. We're going <laughs> to... The dogs don't like you going, wah. <laughs> Nobody likes Waluigi. So uh, we're, we're going to close off on what you would do with a CG uh, collectible card game or what you would do in Watsy's shoes or what you would like to do personally to make things fun again. Is that how you wanted that worded? No, that I, I was going to say my idea was just to explain what makes the game funnest for you. But, you know. We can do both. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right, who wants to take it? If the world was a perfect place, I would have a printer powerful enough that I could print off decent uh, quality proxies of every magic card in existence. Eight, ten copies of them. All right, friends, come over and play with my cards. So they, they got a goofy back instead of the Magic the Gathering, and we're not going to bother with sleeves because I can print new ones off when these get all fucked up. Mm-hmm. But we're going to build decks of whatever the fuck your imagination can come up with. Oh, yeah. And we're all on equal footing for once. Mm-hmm. And that's me coming as the broke kid who kind of made it semi-good because now I'm running around with decks worth a little bit of money. Is <laughs> <laughs> see, for um, me, if I were to try and fix something with Watsy, it would... This is a, supposed to be a kid's game. I get that you have people who want the nice fancy cards. That's fine. But how about we bring the boxes and the packs down to what they should be costing? It's still cardboard. Mm-hmm. Pay pay four bucks a, a uh, you know, for a pack. Oh, okay, there's more foils. Okay, that pack costs two more dollars. Not this $25 bullshit because I really feel like I'm gambling and I want to open up those packs. I like opening up those packs, but when I pull $25, I feel bad afterwards because I'm like, how much food could that have bought me? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I would also like that because my favorite way to play said game is to Draft buy. Kind of thing. Buy. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a draft, but it's my at-home draft mm. because I like to open up a box, open up all those packs because I love doing it. I love seeing yeah. the art, reading the cards, the reprints because I'm a new player. So reprints 
holds a different value to me than just being a reprint of, I had this when I was five, you know, sorry, Mm -hmm. you know, and then going through them and going, this card looks fun, this card looks fun, this card looks fun, and building around the collection that I have instead of going online, finding a net list, and then going, I'm going to build me this and buy singles. Well, and, and I'll admit, I bought an Ikoria box. Yeah. I went home and I opened it with my husband. My husband doesn't know Jack about magic for the most part. He's new to it. Well, yeah. like you. He's greener than us. Yeah. Yeah, I he was, is. It's like your wife when she opened up the adult master's box with me. She was looking through it and I'm just itching like, what's in there? What's in those stacks? Yeah. <laughs> but what, what I loved watching was there's something my husband gets out of it that I can't get out of it anymore. Because when I open a pack, I already know what the money cards are because that's because they're spoiled already looked ahead. Released and all I look for yeah. all the different things. I know which reprints are good and which chat. My husband opened a pack, just started looking through them and setting things aside that interested him. You oh know? man, that's and that's I, I can't yeah. do that anymore because I mean I've been in the game too long. That stupid thousand card challenge that we will probably never play because of bad circumstances, but we'll yeah. probably do it again. Yeah. But when we, when you and I were opening those boxes and you said, I've got my commander. You had that Voltron commander. That yes. shine. That shine there. Yeah. yeah, it's that kid shine, that, ooh, look what I found. But now when I, when I open a box, it's, I wonder how much money I got out of this. Man, I miss not having that. Which mm-hmm. is why I like, I try in a lot of the things that I do. To keep a little bit of that freshness, a little bit of that just childish, I don't know, charm, mm-hmm. just for, ooh, like, I like to follow the, you know, this is what's going to be in it, but I also like the, well, which one am I going to get? You know, like, opening up the mystery flavor of Airhead and going, what's this one going to taste like? Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, it tastes like the leftovers of the bin. <laughs> it mm, does. Without flavor, without coloring. Ah, Did you know Dum Dums? The mystery Dum Dums? Do you know what those actually are? <laughs> Switching from two batches. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with the Airheads. It's, but it's fun. Yeah. But, no. Don't okay. spoil the childlike glee. Yeah. Here's what I With would your do. Facts. And this is from a person that's been in a long, stupid time. Facts. I was watching what I would do. One, this would absolutely destroy the second secondary market, and a lot of people that are collectors would hate it to death. But I think it should happen. On an anniversary of Magic, have an open the vault edition. Meaning, every rare that's ever been printed is in this set. We're going to print packs of just rares. Oh my. And we're not going to value yeah. them as these are the most important rares or these are not. You can even do it with their $4 packs like every yeah. other pack in existence. And you we're can do it. We're not going to do these $100 no. VIP packs. And that we can do it like three cards different boxes represent different years of magic. Mm, and eras. Yeah. And so you can do like an eras celebration. And then someone opens a pack and you get rares from that era. And you can get amazing oh. rares, you can get quarters, but it makes them all equal. 
And it makes it where you're not looking for money cards. If Watsy wanted to all kill the same value, cool if Watsy wanted to kill the secondary mar- market, they could do it in a heart. They could yeah, do they it do. a couple of ways. Uh, anniversary sets. And every car, every pack you open is guaranteed nothing but uh, uncommon and rare cards from this set. Yeah. That just turned 10 years old. And nothing but cost the same cost as the whatever yeah. the cards cost to print yeah. on the cardboard. And I'd want them to have it and just... And it'd be even better because you could print it in the original Magic pack sleeve to celebrate it with the original back art. The original artwork. Oh, yeah. The original. yeah. Just go back to that one... That first month that they were out and trying to convince people to buy them, back in magic in in comic book shops as it were at the time, mm-hmm. and then people could sit down with a box, and yeah, at first people would be all about oh all the value in it, all the value, in it. but when it becomes more ubiquitous, people are just happy to have the cards. Now we have this big collection of rares that used to be were eighty dollars a card, but I got like five of them. What can I build with them? What can I do with them now that I don't have to just hoard to get one of these cards? These are all ubiquitous. This is what this is this is a turning the phrase here here, but that's part of what I hate is you can tell Watsy they have to make their money, and I'm not gonna tell them they can't make no. their money. Yeah. But that would sell. But Watsy values the collector more than, more than the player. player. Yes. Yeah. Because it look was... at what was selected in Double Masters. These reprints aren't the shit reprints. Sure, they'll throw a few in there to make it look cogent, and but they're reprinting really valuable cards to get more boxes sold. And evidently, mm-hmm. this was supposed to be like a Master's Artifact set that they had set aside and put on the back burner when Master's sets weren't doing well. It was a half-finished product that they went, we need filler right now. Pulled it off the back burner, filled it with, you know, chaff and gave it a different theme and just went, uh, here's a box. Yeah. And people ate it up because, yeah, I want that new Cyclonic Rift art. And you know what? People always think they'll pull what they want to pull. Yeah. And they'll keep, they'll do the, the, in psychology, it's called the double down principle. Yeah. They'll keep buying until they get what they want. Zero cost fallacy. Yeah. All that shit. So you're spending $200 on opening individual packs for a card that would have cost you $30 in the first place. But if I could Mm -hmm. do, if I could have my druthers, and I would, I would sell it, you know, mainly looking at kids in a new market. Like, you've seen people play this game. Do you want to play it? Here's all the cards that they sweated over and worried about. We don't care anymore. Willy Wonka's talking. These boxes would go off the shelf. It's not like they wouldn't make money. They literally oh, can yeah. pay for just the cardboard and printing. It doesn't cost them to print a more valuable card. It doesn't card. cost them artwork. Nope. It doesn't cost them uh, no, research they, and development. It doesn't cost no. them playtesting. It doesn't cost them the anything but ink thing, and paper. Yeah, this would be the cheapest thing for them to develop, and it would reset everything. And it would make it a game again. And it wouldn't make it a, a rallying point to get mastered, like, a this special it, one. Or... It wouldn't be the game of opening packs. It would be the game of, of sitting down playing. and playing. Could you imagine Still. drafting that set? Oh, God. my God. Like, it'd be like, hey, did you start Magic when it was in Mirrodin? Here's a Mirrodin box of all rares. Give me the Onslaught style, uh, yeah. box, please. Here you go. Draft <laughs> this. Oh, I would be have fun. fun with, like, stupid shit from, like, 
old ice age and the weird it'd be sets shitty that... drafting because they'd all be expensive rares <laughs> you know yeah. the mana cost wise but don't tell me you wouldn't go up to the shop and just $25 draft that shit all day all day hell long hell yeah and then you'd go home and you have this pile of cards and be like my, my favorite format EDH be like oh good thing I got all these yeah yeah. I'm gonna go play this at the kitchen table yep I'd probably be I'd be up there like here's my paycheck yeah, they would they would make a ton of money, and then the secondary market would just be like, oh well, this eighty dollar card, the this ten year old, yeah, this ten year old, two years old them. now. So, I mean, the bottom would fall out of the secondary market so fast. Yeah, yeah. There would still be collectors that'd be like, well, I have one of the original printings, but we wouldn't care because we're in it for the game. Those who are in it for yeah. the game now have access to the cards they wanted, and those collectors could still bitch about having the original. To me, it would almost be a lot of fun. Because it would basically turn into Bird of Paradise. What if, what what if Magic it's the Gathering... It's like a 20-cent card, a 5-cent card, and then you have the 2,000 version of the dollar of the card. People who have the 2,000 version, good job, you have said card. Yeah. Everyone else yeah, still like, can have a bird. What if they did a high-quality black-and-white run? Like, old-timey kind of feel to it? Like, all the cards are black and white. Like, you just scanned them on a Xerox machine? No, but high-quality Xerox machine. You know, like they did with the Comic-Con. Yeah. You ever see the black-and-white planeswalkers of the collectors on Comic-Con? Oh, God, I want the Chandra so bad. I've never seen that. I need to Google it now. They're just black full-art cards with the white lettering on it, and there's different black black and gray shading. They're line-art shaded... uh, Planeswalker cards. They're the five main planeswalkers. Uh, Garrett, there's a Chandra, and I Chandra, want them bad, but she costs about 60 bucks. Yeah, Liliana. Oh, I want to see the Liliana. Um, uh, <laughs> the blue one, Chase. Yeah. And I think they threw in a Varaska, but I don't I know. I can't say what's the uh, green one. Nissa? Garrett. The Rook? Uh-huh. Garrett. But, um, it might have been a Nissa. I don't know. Cause they, then did, they also did one that was art that was stained glass window art. I do, have seen the stained glass windows ones. And do an so entire pretty, set of every card in existence, but in a high quality black and white. Yeah. Yeah. And then people who are and collectors would be like, the game. Um, yeah. Magic the Gathering, the game. Yeah, you could just title the box set, The, the game. game. And it's the game, and it's by the, by the set rotation, so like Onslaught set and uh, Kamigawa set, and yeah. it's, and it's, Eight copies or twelve copies, and they're all in black and white of every card that was printed in that set. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, but well, black and white would be cool. But like, even if you did a couple, well, no, of something things, that's visually different or like yeah. a different back or something. Yeah, something that people can look at. And because honestly, we're the age. Bring the table back, the table game back. Yeah. How yeah. much? And let's be honest. Like, okay, opening boxes are fun, everything. But how much do you honestly care? How much it costs? To buy a doubling season, do you? If you could get a doubling season for twenty five cents, would that card seem less to you than it does now? No, no, no. I buy like five of them. Yeah, because I'd be like, I, I want to use them. Yeah, because we're not interested in collecting them, or we want to play them, or different borders. Yeah, yeah. Do the borders to where they match the color of the card? So, like a red border instead of the black border around the card, it's a red border for your red cards and a green border for your yeah. green cards and a blue. Uh, that would be visually disturbing to me. But no, but I mean, <laughs> but you have like this idea, 
They keep bitching about the secondary yeah. market. They have the ability to tank the secondary market, oh, make stops of money, and then after that, you can continue on making new cards. Cap, I'm going to kill you. Get off the table while we're recording. Well, minute 15, minute 16 or so, and Cat <laughs> jumping on the table. Yeah, that's probably a sign. Yeah. I think that's a really good sign. Anything, anybody else have something they they really want to throw into this? Magic still is a good game. It we don't really like how is. it's handled, but it's still a fun game, and I'm not going to ever say that I don't enjoy it. Uh, I've spent too much money on this, but I've spent too much money on all of my hobbies. I'm probably continue going to do it throughout the rest of my life. And as long as I'm having fun with it, they're still probably going to get my money. It's kept friends in my life. Does there have been times that I want to yeah. just hang it up and walk away? Every time you play me. No. <laughs> no. Actually, you more than anything else... You push us to different levels. You, you that's, that's frightening in that sentence, and I worry. You, you are a fun and a challenge, and like you're, you're the yardstick that we measure ourselves against. But every time I go to the store, I, I seriously, every time I go to the store, to the friendly, local friendly gaming store, it's like, man, I should just give all my cards to Gandis and walk away. I think it should just be called LGS. Yeah, this, yeah, our, our yeah, local gaming so. stores are not, not so friendly. friendly. <laughs> Some of them are more friendly than others. This is, yeah. this is we, we will say very true. Such. We're not going to put all of them and tar them with that brush. But, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll thank, uh, we'll thank <laughs> Kevin McLeod from Competech.com for providing our music, Dark Sealand, Faster Does It, um, I have no idea what we'll be talking about next week. It's a surprise. I don't know. We still have topics about the Double Masters. <laughs> we're, we not do we're not going to do two in a <laughs> row. <of pitching>. <laughs> <laughs> next week episode, tune in for... <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.